0: Welcome to the Mordcast. Before we get started on today's Morecast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Moise, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Gorsefield, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, we really need, at this point, uh, some help for these small businesses. Uh, we had the inauguration of a new president yesterday. Uh, hopefully this will mean better vaccine distribution. And the more of that comes out, the more we can get back to our regular lives. But in the meantime, with limited capacity um, and Denver not really at a point where they can go down to a uh, uh, lower level on the color uh, meter that Colorado has, which means increased capacity Um, until then. Uh, Maybe go to BFWDenver.com and pick yourself up a bottle of the 2017 Cabernet, which is my personal favorite. Or maybe just uh, get yourself some Pinot. Or, you know, maybe book yourself a virtual wine tasting on BFWDenver.com, which is possibly the most popular thing they've got going since the pandemic began. Um, there's a bunch of options there for you. They got partnerships with Western Slope wineries called West Restoration and Storm Cellars. They got all of that. They have all this available for you to take advantage of. They got their own grapes, which they uh, make out of grapes from uh, Sonoma County, California. So obviously the Pinot is the specialty, but they got in pretty much every varietal that you would need to uh, kind of satisfy your wine taste, uh, wine consuming uh, cravings. Best wine place in Denver, as far as I'm concerned, hands down. I have been uh, reading for them about almost two years now. And uh, it's been great. I don't get paid for this. I just read, I just do this because I enjoy the place and I think they need your support. Uh, they are Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake in Blank and Wazi in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Go to bfwdenver.com, book your virtual wine tasting, or pick yourself up a bottle of that 2017 Cabernet. They are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in, or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Morkcast, part of the CSG Network. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, this is going to be kind of a wrap-up, news and notes edition of, uh, of the Mortcast. I don't have a ton of, of, of solid um, news to talk about, so I just kind of want to wrap everything up. Nuggets are 7-7. Seven and seven. They beat the... Uh, they beat? Who did they who beat? Did, who was the last team they beat? Why is it? Why am I drawing a blank right now? Um, anyway, they're seven and seven right now. God, this is what happens when you get older. Um, and one of those, one of the things that that we have seen is that this Nuggets team has lacked consistency, and they've lacked, lacked consistent lineups. The hope is that now that they're seven and seven, Michael Porter Jr. comes off of his. Uh, Quarantine for having COVID by uh, the time they play Phoenix. Oh, they just beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, my God. Getting old sucks, folks. Um, anyway, they uh, played the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they played them, and now they play the Phoenix Suns on a back-to-back at, in Phoenix um, situation. So, um, hopefully, and that's the hope, that Mike Porter Jr., will be available to them for that uh first game against the uh the Phoenix Suns. Um if anyone has been following Michael Porter Jr.'s um, Snapchat, he seems to be okay. Um uh we've seen videos of him playing basketball, we've seen him working out, uh maybe on driving in his car. Um, by himself, he's never with anyone in any of these videos. So obviously he is taking care and making sure that, uh, he's not exposing anyone. And he has been out, uh, since December, uh, (laughs) for COVID protocol slash having COVID. So, uh, hope is hopefully he can get back. Now, the thing is he comes back. He hasn't played in three weeks. So you're hoping that he can be worked in and maybe not be completely rusty. It's going to take him a while. As, we've, as I've pointed out quite a bit, uh, it takes a while to get in basketball shape. Um, I just There's a difference between being in shape and in basketball shape. And that's primarily a cardio thing. So he, he's, I do not expect him to be anything but rusty coming back. And, when, and and quite frankly, the Nuggets didn't even know how to incorporate him in the first four games he played of the season anyway. Um we are fourteen games in. Nuggets have played ten games without him and they were six and four in those games. It was an okay record, but not a great record. Um, this Nuggets team is not what last team's last year's team was. Um you know that last year's team won a lot of close games to start the year. And that uh, really actually propelled them to having a great record at the beginning of the year. But they were, if people throw their minds back to the beginning of last year with Jokic being in the bad shape that he was physically, um, the Nuggets were uh, go getting through by winning clutch games. Uh, they beat the Sixers uh, in the last second shot by Jokic. They beat uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves in the last second shot by Jokic. Um, It was a situation where they were just winning all of these close games, high leverage games, against good opponents. That hasn't happened this year. Uh, We all know that they should have beat the Kings the first game of the season. We all know that likely they should have beat the Dallas Mavericks, and they kind of let that one slip away. Um, There were many things that have happened this year that have not gone their way that did go their way last year. Uh, You wonder if that is a sign of a team that is slipping or if it's a team that is uh, kind of finding their way. We don't know. Um, Memphis has had to, on a different subject, Memphis has had to postpone a ton of their games. Um, uh, It was announced by Woj this morning, as of this recording, that Memphis was going to postpone another three games. The Nuggets are one of those teams that hasn't had to postpone any games. Um, They've had teams they've played that have been, particularly the Sixers, that have been missing a bunch of players um, and barely had enough to field a team, right? But the Nuggets haven't faced that themselves. They had Michael Porter Jr. isolated. Um, I, I will say this. The Nuggets probably were hit hardest by COVID pre-bubble going into last year. Maybe that affects things. I don't know. Michael Porter Jr., we don't even know if he had COVID pre-bubble. We don't. Uh, they. We just don't know if, if that, what the situation of that was. Um, so we don't know. But anyway, Memphis has had to postpone a lot of games. And... It brings to mind something that is a subject that I, I kind of want to talk about, and I, I didn't want to devote an entire podcast to this because my point of view is similar to Adam Mata's point of view about vaccine, vaccines. Um, I don't place any moral uh, idea on the vaccines. It's a, it's a, it's vaccines are good for everyone. It's the and. I don't look at it this way. You, these these. My dad has struggled to get vaccinated. Um, I have been on the phone constantly, the last two weeks, trying to find a place he can get vaccinated. Largely, that is because he doesn't have a primary care care provider, but he does have insurance. So he has no place he can go immediately to get vaccinated. Um, plus, there's not a ton of vaccines. But my dad's over seventy, so. The, 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 it's just been a process. A lot of that has to do with the fact that there's not a lot of supply. So it really is a, it is a weird lottery of first-come, first-served for people who are over 70 years old, and there's not a ton of actual, quote-unquote, supply available. What has happened is the idea of getting vaccinated has become what I would call too, too much of a moral gambit. Um because get everyone needs to get a vaccine, and one of our big issues right now in this country is a lot of people are resistant to getting a vaccine, particularly people rightfully in the african American community who probably have an inherent distrust of vaccines based on the past in this country. No one on this planet uh, i don 't think will blame them for being mistrustful of active you know vaccines you get you you get why. There is a mistrust there. I think NBA players can go a long way to showing people the way on that sort of thing. Um, and what has confused me is why, say, like Ball Arena's parking lot, which is not being used by, Net- right, right, by the way, uh, why it hasn't been uh, used for a mass vaccination site? Wow. Why hasn't that happened? Why. Have n't they used the uh, Empower Field parking lot for mass vaccinations? Dick's Sporting Goods Park out here near me, right? Why haven't they used that? Um, there's a lot of questions about how this rollout has been handled um, that hopefully will get straightened out as uh, Joe Biden becomes uh, the as now he's the president of the United States, right? There is a weird dichotomy to where we want everyone to get vaccinated, but we don't want the wrong people to be vaccinated first. And I think, and just in my view, this is my opinion, that is the wrong way to look at this. Um, obviously, people over 70 need to be vaccinated first, first responders, all that stuff. It seems like a lot of the first responders have already been vaccinated, those who who at least have chosen to be vaccinated have been vaccinated um they haven't if you had if they haven't got their first dose they are getting you know if they they haven't got the, they got their first dose and maybe haven't got their second dose a lot of them but the process has begun um getting people over 70 vaccinated is absolutely essential um after that you know to be to be quite honest with you folks I don't consider it jumping the line to get to get uh, athletes vaccinated, because I think that would go a long way to helping convince very reluctant people to get vaccinated. Um, And you don't want people, you know, constantly getting exposed to this sort of thing. There's an argument that the um, athletes shouldn't be playing in the first place. And there are some NBA players who hold that opinion themselves, uh, particularly George Hill. And his his complaints were largely, uh, if you're trying to dictate my life, why are we playing? Right, that sort of thing. Um, there was kind of a... It, it, his, his approach to that uh, question isn't exactly great. Um, but I think you understand that if you're getting to the point where you're trying to micromanage people's private lives, uh, maybe what is, why are you playing? I get that, you know, and maybe maybe if the NBA hadn't uh, if, if they, everyone in the NBA, including the players, was OK with losing, you know, a billion, you know, 500 million to uh, to a billion dollars, um, you would be OK. You know, if they were OK with that, then they wouldn't they would just be just now be starting a ramp up to get ready for a, a season rather than having been playing since December. Um, so obviously that part is 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 part on the NBA. You know, they're having issues right now, and the issues are largely because of themselves. They could have they could have put out this put off the season until this month, like kind of like the NHL did. But the NBA was very much one hundred percent behind the idea of not losing uh, the RSN money. Which triggers after 72 games, or doesn't trigger after 72 games? But it's like that is the that's the they pay that is the amount by which most RSNs have agreements with these teams is on 72 games. Um, Is it's just kind of the way it is, and then they allow for obviously national TV games like TNT. You can't do a simulcast with uh with uh, rsn games uh, regional sports network games with tnt that's exclusively uh tnt so obviously they allow for that that's why you get the 72 game number well now there's 72 games total this year that's how they get to that that number obviously there is a, a issue with that sort of kind of approach and I, you, what makes you wonder how it beats, has become kind of this moral gambit? Um, and personally, personally, I don't place that kind of responsibility on people. Uh, I think the idea, "quote, I'm jumping the line," is kind of a misnomer when everyone needs to get vaccinated. Um, it is a point of privilege and it would look bad, but honestly, it it just, just not the way I look at things. Um, I'm 40, you know, in my mid forties, um, I'm going to be a while before I get vaccinated. Going to be in the summer, hopefully. So, I mean, what do you do? I think that the NBA is finding this, this problem and they're navigating their way through it. I don't believe they have any intention to stop the year. So they're just waiting it out until they can get access to the vaccine, and we'll see whether the wisdom of them trying this right now is going to play out, and whether it's good because we don't know we don't know how it's going to do. um I have sympathy for the people who think that you know look well i'm a I'm an average Joe who was on the front line, you know, but you know here's the thing, and this is part of this is. Uh, My complaint with the way the uh, the Trump administration had handled this, they left it to the the, um, public, excuse me, not the public, the uh, states. And each state has different concepts for vaccinating. And in Colorado, specifically, we've had to wait a little longer. Um, There was a news report this morning like people taking vacations and going to Florida just to get vaccinated. Think about that for a second. It is... It is, people have, there's a largely people understand that this is good and they need it. Um, but it shouldn't be this patchwork of different um, kind of ways of operating that we've gone about in this country since the vaccine became available in December. It's only been a month, folks, but it's it's been chaotic. And it's been very, very slow. And it's largely because of supply and not, and and operation, supply and operation. If the NBA gets the vaccine, I personally will not be upset at them. But at the same time, you understand the bad optics of it. And the NBA put itself in this position because they didn't want to lose, you know, a billion dollars. So it's a, it's a pickle. And I do not draw any sort of big moral issue with it. But I do understand why people would be upset. So, that's I guess that's my position. Alright, well thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. I am of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Uh, I will be back soon with another Mortcast. I'll be talking to you later. Goodbye.